This is Nicole. And this is Jean. It's a podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Um, happy to see your faces. Hello. Happy Pisces season. Hey, we've been waiting for it. Um, let me hit some fan mail before we um, really roll through to how we're all doing. Um, this one comes from CF underscore scope. Um, Who? <laughs> we know her. We shouted you out. Um, and this was in response to she, um, it's she, to In Her Purpose, uh, which was the last episode. Um, the comment is, just listen to this episode and appreciate your stories and vulnerability about being stuck. So thank you again, Rose and Jen, for being on last time's show. All right. How we doing, everybody? We're doing. <laughs> you are doing the most, my friend. I'm not. Um. I mean, I don't have any major, major updates other than like we had a huge dust storm on Saturday, um, like typhoon style. And the world is really going into effect with the weather. Um, Ours was a sandstorm. I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist, but it's affected me um, this whole week. I've had a drippy nose, drippy eyes, just dripping away (laughs) out here. So, um, um, and it's kind of, you know, I cause anxiety and I create anxiety for myself because who wants to appear sick in today's pandemic pandasol time? So that's me, Nicole. Um, I can't believe that Jean is dripping in finesse. <laughs> it don't make no sense. Um, so happy birthday to our other favorite grad student, Juliana. We miss you. Birthday, I... <laughs> Have you seen their new haircut? <laughs> no. So cool. What? Time to snoop. They went blonde. <gasps> and this is on Insta or Twitter? Insta. And they're my new K-pop bias. <laughs> yeah. They look so good. And they also have a new puppy like yourself. Ooh, I'm um, not following. I'm going to follow now. Oh, wow. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Time to snoop on you, Juliana. Um, so happy birthday to Juliana. Um, whew. Updates, updates. Um, I went to the dentist today mm-hmm. uh, to get a cleaning, and I ended up getting a filling. Oh, um, which for one like, here. yeah. Um, which I have a lot of anxiety around the dentist, so um, mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself for just like going through with it and getting it done. Um, I have a grad school interview next week. Woo-hoo! We've been waiting for this day, everybody. Oh it's a gosh. huge step. Huge step. Huge step. I hope that I can charm these folks into letting me in the program. <laughs> Let me in! Um, I love Animal Crossing. I'm late to the game. I know this, but I love it. Hey, no judgment. Um, I did start a thousand piece puzzle with Heather, a new one. This is part of our um, like reincorporating a date night. I love it. Ideas, team. everyone. Um, and I am processing the death of a friend Mm -hmm. so like last week i found out that um an old friend of mine had passed away um and we were like like i've known her for uh i guess like 10 years something like that um but we i would say like the last time i saw allison was um in 2017 like we had lunch and and caught up with each other uh, which was very nice, but like I hadn't seen her since then. So like there were a lot of, um, well, there was a lot of sadness around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say briefly that Allison is one of the first people I met who went to therapy. Um, and so as as a younger person, I like really could not understand like why anyone would go to therapy, which is like really funny to think about, like who I am today like yeah it's like I love healing work I like I just want everyone to go to therapy I want everyone to have access to it um and so I would say that Allison is like one of my first um like examples of of like a grown-up friend like a -hmm. a friend who is um in all senses like prioritizing themselves um and just a very well put together person um like they just seemed like such an adult to me. Right. Um, and so she is like a, she was one of the kindest, funniest, 
um, people I've ever had the pleasure of being friends with. And so she will be sorely missed. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of you in this minute or two. Daniel's next. Yes, Daniel, what's up? <laughs> I forgot that I, I forgot that yeah, I also had We're lost in, in you, Nicole. Um, uh, for me, um, so I think this, what, this episode would air still in February, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, February is a rough month for me um, because uh, last year, February 2020 was just traumatic. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to like talk about it because I feel like if I talk about it, I'm giving it more energy. So I'm just not. Um, mm, but the effects of February 2020 filtered down and in a sense kind of like aggravated itself in February 2021. Um, mm. and, and I just assumed that like the, my past was going to shape what my future is going to look like or like what my present mm-hmm. looks like. And I, um, there was like a breakdown of communication and I, and I feel truly terrible about like what has happened. Um, but I'm glad that like, um, that I ended up, uh, kind of like fixing things and like took a more like mature, responsible adult and like actually communicated how I was feeling instead of just bottling it all up. Um, and I think we, and I think, um, that situation was fixed, um, but I still feel, you know, terrible about mm-hmm. what has happened. Um, and I just need to like get past that, um, get past my past. Wow. I guess. Um, I'm writing notes right now. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, but other than that, I've been also just like actively trying to um, do something that like gives me joy. For example, one, I um, have started like looking into like library positions again and like reaching out to people because I want to get into the library um, like career. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started exercising again. I love ellipticals. Um, and uh, also I've been collecting Pokemon cards, but more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Even though we haven't spoken in a while, I, your lives are so exciting. Thank you so far. Um, Daniel, tell us about today's episode. Of course. Okay, so today's episode, um, one of the many indicators of our diaspora community as Filipinx uh, is language barriers. Um, Philippines has many dialects. First, second, third gen, and beyond are sometimes raised without the dialect of their family, i.e., me, Brad probably mm-hmm. you. Parents make intentional choices about being an English-only assimilated home, and the list of barriers upon barriers are complex, layered, and nuanced. Um, today, we are going to sit together um, and talk about our experiences with language barriers, navigating in and around that, or experiencing the marginalization that occurs when one language is superior over the other. And also, sometimes it's like self-marginalization, too. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so let's start. Uh, my first question for everyone, for the table, how do we define language barrier? That's a heavy question. Heavy, I mean, just heavy in a way because, um, well, I guess <laughs> it it has me stumped because, you know, as much as I really dig the topic we're talking about, Um, It does bring up a lot of memories in the way that I couldn't know people because we didn't speak um, similarly, you know, with our language that we were raised on. So that's just my definition is um, having a blockage of understanding um, through communication. Um, Yeah, I... I do echo that sentiment that like a language barrier is um, miscommunication, but there are a lot of layers to that miscommunication. Mm -hmm. Like how, how, like, how does it inform um, or how does it impact your interpersonal relationships? Mm -hmm. Um, How does a, like, how does it become like, um, an institutional barrier Mm. um and so there's yeah there's a lot of um 
different things to consider with language. Huge, yeah. Daniel, do you have a take on it? Yeah, I think um, what, uh, Jean, what you said earlier about like the, um, like, uh, what is it called again? Like a, an obstacle to communicate mm -hmm. and like, and um, kind of like what Nicole said about miscommunication. I also feel like language barriers at like the most negative extent would be like a lack of communication because yeah. of like the experiences that like people would have because of that language barrier that like communication altogether just like stops that there's mm -hmm. no understanding there's no um no one's listening to each other um oh yeah because of that like because of that language difference yeah that really gets me thinking just all the untold stories and the small things that you know, we miss because of it mm -hmm. or the needs of others, right? So, um, yeah. Was this a new book series, Jean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, let's dig deep. <laughs> let's go on a journey. <laughs> and um, let's, uh, what, what would you say is like your earliest childhood memory of realizing or like experiencing a language barrier um i could start um so i grew up in the philippines um and i had both english and tagalog at home so like um with like my grandparents with my immediate family um it was all tagalog and then the only time that we would have like english is when my my dad would send balik bayan boxes with Disney movies and picture books. So then I was exposed to both languages. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really have, uh, like from, from like my perspective as an adult now thinking um, in the past, I don't think I really had any language barriers growing up like in the Philippines because I was able to just like go back and forth. And my, like, I would understand my mom, I would understand my grandmother. Um, so it's fine. But once I moved to Alaska, mm -hmm. being a brown boy in, um, you know, um, up north, um, <laughs> that's when like the problems like started like occurring with like the language barrier. Um, like the elementary school that I went to um, and like the teachers there, like bless their heart. I'm a Southern boy now. Um, <laughs> they put me in ESL because I mispronounced Horizon. And I was just like, I have no fucking idea what a horizon is. Like, yeah, my bad. And then, um, and also I couldn't say the th sound in three or through. Um, and like I had to like really practice mm -hmm. how to say those th words. Um, and then I realized that like the English that I grew up with was very taglish. And then it made me feel inadequate. Like once I moved to Alaska, it made me feel very inadequate to um, with communicating because sometimes like my classmates won't understand me, even though I'm speaking English. Right. Um, they can't understand me um, on top of me being the new student in town. So it's just like, I feel very ashamed of like myself. Um, so I made it a mission to be the best in like speaking English. Yeah, now you teach English too, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, um, go ahead. Like, that's, that's kind of, like, I don't want to say, like, it's, it's just kind of sad that, like, <laughs> um, that, like, this little version of Daniel, this littler version of Daniel, like, just <laughs> um, internalized all this inadequacy. Um, and... I, I don't know. I guess um, I would hope that <laughs> you maybe talk to little Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So Daniel, your story really raises a point about like in, in the Philippines, they teach actively to be bilingual or, right. you know, and in America, it's like one way or the high, <laughs> you know? Well, um, like the Philippines, educational system is based off of an American right educational right. system so it's like um like they learn English like folks learn English in school yeah. so um it's like a so um insulting 
to mm-hmm. like tell people who already speak English that they are doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like colonizers English. Right, right. So. But we know that it's also the English is installed to potentially be an overseas worker ish yeah you know, or to right. be to survive in the american economy man we can tell that all by kids stories um so um particularly i you know so i grew up in guam and our you know i only knew english and i have a lot of instances where language is a barrier because the adults would speak tagalog and then to us it would be in english so um but anywho, one of one of the vivid memories is when my mom and Lola used to watch their nightly teleserias. And that was like when they dubbed like Maria Mercedes and stuff. And like, I was like, what's happening? What's happening? What are they saying? Like a million times. And they just told me to go learn Tagalog. And I was always like, but who, who do I learn this from? You don't, you know, and I don't pin that on them. You know, they just were like, go learn somewhere because to them, it's natural. They grew up knowing the language and so um but you know that really took a toll between me and my lola who majority um babysat me um you know i try to really dig into her as a kid like when things didn't go my way that she should just learn english and stuff and she she inched her way into like learning a little bit but she's now majority having having lived in the Philippines. So, you know, what she knew English wise is kind of like washed away, which is totes fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I still feel guilt about just really being imposing on my Lola who um, care, t- care took for me, care main caretaker. Um, so yeah, that, but you know, now that hindsight 2020, like um, I was taught at a young age that English is superior, right? That was the, um, that was the agenda on me, on my, and my parents, right. In the survival of living in Guam, but yeah, that's me and my kid memories. Um, thank you for sharing both of you. Also that like, it's like learn, like uh, being able to speak English in a certain way is like mm-hmm. also imperative to like your survival mm-hmm. outside of the Philippines, like specifically in the United States, but it's like, mm, but why do folks have to move to the United States? Oh, because the conditions there yes. are. It's like a <laughs> vicious fucking cycle. Um, but I, I resonate a lot with uh, what both of you are saying, especially uh, like Jean, what you're saying about your Lola, because my my mom's mom uh, took care of me a lot too. And we definitely had like a communication barrier. Like there was just only so little that mm-hmm. we could communicate. I mean, like, I understood her just mm-hmm. fine, but it was, but I, um, it was, it wasn't ever like, a, it, like no one forced me to learn Tagalog. Um, I mean, my mom will tell a different story and say that like, <laughs> I didn't want to learn it, which is like, I think that's fake. Um, and maybe she's just projecting something. Dang it, Orlando. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like no one, no one in my household, like, forced me to to learn Tagalog and um so I like I understand it fluently but I have great difficulty like forming sentences together and like if I read it I have to read it out loud in order to understand it um so uh I I think be like being in kindergarten um, I have a lot of like um kindergarten memories happening right now uh oh therapy yeah uh but one of them, one of the earliest memories I have, because, and I was talking to Heather about this earlier, was like, um, I, so I went to, I had a babysitter before entering kindergarten and it was just with other Filipino kids, but then like wow. um, going to church and like going to school was like my, uh, my multicultural <laughs> like, uh, experience, like introduction. Um, so uh, I, in kindergarten was when I realized that I pronounced the letter H differently. Like I used to pronounce, pronounce it as etch because oh, that's how my parents taught yes. me. And so that was like my first realization of like, oh, I'm being taught English by people who, um, are immigrants. I mean, like, yes, I, I knew it was different then, but I didn't like quite, um, figured that out and even though it's such a like little thing like yeah. the letter h versus the letter h is like and even like i think brits say h mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's so um like silly 
how just something little like that people will um like think of you as less yes honestly you know playground you know they'll bully you on the playground with like just that mispronunciation and they'll hold you to it um for sure nicole that reminded me of like one of my like exercises uh in like learning how to speak English. I'm going to put it in the chat box. Like I, growing up, I had the hardest time saying princess and princes. Mm. Because like, they're all the same sounds. It's just like, it's yes. like, and I remember like, I also couldn't say like jewels. Okay. Like jewelry because, yeah. because of how I was taught English mm-hmm. in the Philippines. I'm just getting, I'm just getting, um, what is it called? Just like goosebumps, just thinking about Mm. that. I was like, oh shoot. Like I really was um, internalizing how I couldn't speak the colonizers English. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, So that really brings up what happened, you know, as we're moving through the lifetime line, how about through our adolescent years? Um, Any moments then where language was an issue? Um. Uh, I'm going to go back real quickly to that, uh, like oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. childhood. Cause I have a cassette tape of me, like recording myself, like rapping nursery rhymes. What? <laughs> That's amazing. And like, and like I had like, okay. So I think like that, like kindergarten was also like my first also, um, like exploration into how to use a cassette recording system. Oh, you're hip. So like, I was like recording, you know, like songs off the radio and shit um, <laughs> that's where the mixtape madness all began um and so I have this this cassette tape of me rapping nursery rhymes but like I had a Filipino accent like oh my gosh I need to I like need I to which is like so that's so cool interesting because I, I was born in the United States like I am not from anywhere else wow so it's oh. like it's like, language is really like a product of your surroundings and like yes. your um like your pronunciations and stuff so it's like, I don't know it's just so silly but I that's digress. really cool though it's a, it's a time capsule um it's um, evidence that I I don't know <laughs> I don't know what it's evidence <laughs> um so I think um as like a, a tween and and a preteen or teenager like I started to notice how different my parents accents were mm-hmm. uh, from each other and so like my dad would kind of like um like he would correct my mom's English like, yeah, I, and, I mean, brutal. I, and I guess like sometimes I would too like yeah 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 you know like well asshole kid behavior you didn't know um, better or yeah you know like asshole kid of immigrants <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh like my dad's accent is um like he doesn't really have one I would say like mm-hmm. uh, he as as a young man had always worked around other Americans and so he was able to mm. like perfect his um accent and so he's like easier to understand I would say uh in comparison to my mom who's always worked with other Filipinos whether if it was like at the bank at the casino wherever mm-hmm. like she's always with other Filipinos so you know when they get together they're gonna just talk to Tagalog yeah <laughs> but um yeah I remember like seeing that difference like recognizing that difference and then like also assigning like a hierarchy behind it yeah um and I I don't I don't know like there's a lot to unpack with that like assigning Absolutely. hierarchy to like language and stuff but yeah Daniel um so so I had like this mission to like perfect English um but it ended up like hurting me in the long run because Mm -hmm. um uh because like when it came time for me to like come out to my parents um Mm -hmm. it just didn't it didn't go well because like at that point um I was just I was only speaking English mm-hmm. um, and I was starting to lose the Tagalog and then um when I told them that you know I was gay like they didn't really understand like what that meant so then I tried using like words in Tagalog that they that I knew that they would understand but that 
didn't like translate well. Oh. I wasn't able to like relay my feelings or my identity um, to the point that like I just stayed silent and I didn't talk to them for like maybe a month. Dang, that's hardcore. Um, well, I mean, also the next day after like I, the next day after I came out to them, they brought the pastor in and I was like, for like, what the fuck? First of mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. I couldn't speak English to my parents. So I tried speaking Tagalog to them about my identity. And mm-hmm. then they brought in a pastor who would try to like demean my identity mm-hmm. in English, a language that I could understand and speak to with my parents. So I was just like, this is just crazy. Yeah, that's a lot happening. There's like a lot coming at you. Yeah, uh, so I, I mean, even up to like, up till now, like, when I talk to my parents about, you know, like about my boyfriend or about, um, you know, like teaching my kids about, I don't know, like LGBT stuff. Like they still, I'm kind of like, what? Because they're, I don't know the Tagalog words and I could only use like the, the, um, the English ones because the English and the English ones were too confusing for my parents. So I'm like, wow, this makes me think, you know, um, that a lot of the LGBT let me, a lot of the queer words surrounding in Tagalog, they're kind of used in a negative tone. So I can, I can kind of see the articulation, which is right. go haywire. Like for me to like, for me to say like, mom, I'm gay. Like there isn't really anything like, at least like right now there, it's less negative to say mm. that, um, nowadays. But then if you say like in Tagalog, bading ako, like yeah. that very like, yeah, or like just like bakla. Yeah. It's like it's it's a yeah, it's a pejorative. Yes, yeah. yes, like, absolutely. Like there isn't like there isn't like a non-pejorative word to say that you're gay in yeah. Tagalog. Wow. Um I'm 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 speech <laughs> I am speechless because like Literally, I, I just thought about how many other people are trying to come out and still have to resort to pejorative words. Like, Keen is having her own <laughs> language barrier as a straight person. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, um, well, for me, okay, so when I was a junior in high school, I went to the Philippines with my mom and I was like, pumped month in the Philippines um but you know I was without my brother who I would usually bounce off conversation or the experience with um and he was in college and I think I almost lost my mind um while I was out there because like I couldn't talk to anyone like and nobody wanted to talk to me because I all I knew was English and um so or they would talk to me really briefly and it was just so isolating I I was like how do I articulate this awesome experience but also like how do I just ask ask for things too um, without seeming like an asshole? Like I just, yeah. Um, so, you know, just like the lockdown and now this this lack of stimulation during that time, I can remember that month very vividly. Um, it really took a toll on me because it it created a real disconnect like that I'll never really amount to being Filipino because I never grew up with Tagalog or the dialect of my family. Um, and so, yeah, I just, it broke me. It really broke me. I was like, I came back and I was like, I guess I'm just from Guam now. <laughs> like, um, so yeah. Dang. That's, um, I don't know. Because it's like, like on the one hand, you know, people are fucking with you because mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. tell that you're an American. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, it, it, that also reminds me of this. Um, I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was like a f- Tagalog take on Roman holiday. What? Where like, um, um, like a, a model was pretending, or I don't know if she was like a model or if she was pretending to be, or if, or if she's royalty where she was pretending to not be herself and she was in the Philippines and then had to learn Tagalog. You, you know that movie, Roman Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know the name of it, but I but have seen previews of that. The, and it this was a really old movie. I would say it's probably like from the 90s or the yeah. early 2000s. Does it, it probably have, has like Vilma, Vilma Gomez or something. Does it have Aga Mulak? It probably it? has Aga Mulak in it. It's he was in everything. 
I think I know. I think I know the story that you're I, the movie that you're talking about. Yeah, and all I could remember was him like taking, or maybe it's not him. I don't know. Him taking her on like to show like her that. around, and then like taking her to the Turo Turo restaurant. And then like, I think I remember this for sure. This yeah. is Jean's looking it up. Uh, I think he slightly dated that girl briefly too. Yeah, because she was like, like a half year. Like, yeah, you know? I think. Yeah, you know, you know, you you uh, part white. You you might have a job in politics or entertainment, <laughs> um, or both. Ooh, yeah. these are steamy covers on these movies. Steamy. Yeah. Too so steamy. that's that's like what that reminded me. Is it called Bastat Kasama Kita? It sounds like it could. I be mean, done. it might be. I'd have to see the oh. trailer or something. No, that's what it says. It says a touch of Roman holiday. I think that's. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, I didn't have no agamolag. I just had me, myself, and I. So. Was uh... <laughs> well, he? Because you're not part white. Is what... right. And so. I don't need no agamolag either. <laughs> you got coin Munson. Yeah. Yikes! <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> ah, you're so rude. All right. Um. So. As an adult, uh, take me through <laughs> current um, language barriers. Um, I could answer this first one. Um, so struggling and or struggling between like languages has made me like feel very inadequate, mm-hmm. like unable to defend myself. Not only with like like English, so like I could I can't I can't really speak English to my grandma, mm-hmm. and then. Um, so I tried speaking Tagalog, but then sometimes my Tagalog is like broken as fuck. Mm-hmm. So then she also like still doesn't understand. And on top of that, like me as a uh, teacher of a lot of like Latinx students and like Latinx parents, like I can't speak, I can understand a little bit of Spanish, but I can't speak Spanish. Right. I'm kind of just like, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Or like, if like, if I'm like understanding what they're saying correctly. Um, but like overall, it just doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. As I, I just feel like incompetent. Um, but as for like the Tagalog side, I try to talk to my folks in Tagalog more so I don't lose nice. it. And then um, whenever um, whenever they speak to me in like in English, um, I'd be like, can you use like the Tagalog word so I know exactly what like, mm. like, like what uh, mo? So, so that way like I could still practice Tagalog there um, they're actively, um, well, I'm forcing them to like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look with me, um, holding them accountable, holding them accountable. Um, just so that way I could, you know, build my Tagalog back up to like how it was when I was a kid. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, You're that's, engaging your parents. That's beautiful. Um, I also hope that like, I don't know, like it makes me sad. Like mm-hmm. when you, um, when you talk about like inadequacy, um, cause like being bilingual is like so beautiful. Right. Like, I mean, we are brought up in this, like in the United States to think that, um, bilingualism is only like valuable if you're speaking like a European language, yes, not right. if you're speaking like Spanish or Tagalog or whatever, mm-hmm. which is like interesting because Spanish and Tagalog are very like, like they're right. similar because like Spanish colonizers. And, right. Like, and so, like, I don't know, like, and I, we, we know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would hope that, like, I don't know, like, I hope you talk to your therapist. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, yeah. question, hot take question. Oh, okay. A lot of, because since a lot of Filipinos do understand and speak English, does that still count as bilingualism? I think so. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Maybe that was like a stupid question, and maybe I'm just like not. It's not stupid. That's yeah. ableist, also. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> that must have been like a, a a strange question to ask, and maybe I'm like not communicating myself well. Language barrier. Yeah. Um, but like, like, is there a reason why, like, let's say, like on like an application, like someone who is an English speaker and a Spanish speaker would be seen more. Um, as competitive than someone who is English and Tagalog? That is a great question that I don't have the answer to, but I'm going to take a, 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 
like a try at it. Um, I think that, and this has a lot to do with like capitalism and money, right? So they would, they're looking at what is the most lucrative reach. Um, and so they would probably lean towards somebody who is Spanish versus Tagalog, unless you're in like um, more of a metropolitan area with existing Filipinos as consumers. <laughs> That's just my take on it. Yeah, I agree that like it really depends on what you're applying for um, and like what industry you're going in that's like mm-hmm. specific to Spanish or Tagalog speakers. Like that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Glad we could help. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me as an adult with the whole language barrier thing, um, I think that after years of people just shit talking about me in Tagalog that I didn't know Tagalog to my face behind my back. Um, in casual conversation. Um, it, I understand it enough not to give it an English response. Like I, I know what you're saying, which is at least helpful um, in the meantime as I learn Tagalog. Um, but at the same time, I, I'd love and wish to grow up kind of like Daniel and be bilingual, even if it feels like the ship has sailed on that for me, right? Because, you know, the, an app still makes me feel like um, I got at 33, I'm back in kindergarten, like just just learning these basics, learning pronunciation. Um, but I, I also want to like, even just learning those words, like my diction is, doesn't have, it can't roll those G's the way that it needs to. And, and it also brings me back to the memory of like, um, since moving to Nevada, people have always complimented my accent, um, because it has changed from here to Guam. Um, which is really uncanny because I'll listen to a video from then um, where I had more of a Guam accent because of the people and the environment around me. And so it's kind of disheartening because like people use my, or people kind of designate that my accent makes me superior in terms of like rhetoric and stuff. And that's, um, I don't really want that. I, I want to close the gap on merging um, my Tagalog with my English, you know, and, and, and it's really, really, Daniel, I'm loving that you're in this conversation because you are actually where I want to be um, in a lot of ways. So that's just me. And you'll and get drops. There. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, for for sure, Jean. Like, I think that like th- probably the best pro- approaches that we could take as people who don't speak Tagalog fluently is to like learn the way that children learn. Mm-hmm. Like, I so I remember when I was living in Chicago, I was taking Taekwondo. And so like a a lot of the the masters are from Korea and but a lot of the students are are Spanish speaking. And so uh like you would have these masters like openly admitting to watching like Diego and Dora to learn basic Spanish. And you like and you know, there are folks that are like putting out books like Tagalog books for children now so I think like there's always opportunities for us to um to like look at learning relearning Tagalog like differently like um and to not like associate such like deficiency behind right like absolutely like and that's like that's the goal right um right so I guess that's like one of my like uh how I look at language barriers as an adult also, um, like, so I, I tried reading Nole Me Tangere <laughs> in Tagalog, but, like, I had no idea that it was, like, formal Tagalog. So I was like, hmm, I'm going <laughs> to shelf that away. Um, and in part of this relearning, like, so Heather is on the Drops app. Mm-hmm. And so I get to relearn with her. And then, and, you know, if they have Filipinos on 90 Day Fiance, there's, like, an opportunity there <laughs> yeah. to listen um, and then, like, I guess, like, Netflix has a lot of Tagalog yes. stuff, too, right? Right. So, um, like, that's also other, because, like, I never had Filipino channels growing up, because, like, my my parents were so, like, into this assimilationist um, mindset that, like, like, the pop culture was not a thing in my household. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so besides, like, that language, like, that kind of language barrier, I would say that, like, my biggest, um challenge right now is um how my parents and I define words in English Mm. so so like um and this is and this has only like become like a bigger um issue or like a site of contention as like I've gotten older and when I as I've gotten more comfortable in like um not 
um, I don't know, like, I, like I've, um, like I'm more comfortable in not like just being quiet because, uh, yeah. or I don't know how to explain it, but like, um, I guess I've always been kind of seen as argumentative. There's a, there's a pejorative for this. I know there is. Cause we've all probably been called it at one point um in Tagalog there's a what do you mean like you know like like calling someone breeze you know like just being oh. talkative. yeah yeah you know like okay yeah I guess <laughs> I mean I've only ever been called that if I like really pissed off someone. yes yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely um but like um so like you can't even be inquisitive with mm-hmm. my, like around my dad because then he would think it was like something else okay so for example the word I'm thinking of is complain yes 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 and I like when I think of complaints I think of like I'm gonna talk to a manager because Mm -hmm. I've been sitting at this outback for 20 minutes and no (laughs) one has brought me a menu and it's because I'm visibly queer um like that's me that's using a complaint but from my dad it's like if my mom is um, describing bodily pain he goes oh. stop complaining yeah or if oh. I'm like yeah or if we're like I'm getting the hot goss on my family and I I hear about something like <laughs> shitty that my cousin's done I and I'm like oh yeah that's you know and, and if I like critique it then my dad's like to stop complaining this complaining so it's like there's got to be some sort of like like his word association to it is so different that yes. it's like we can't have deep deeper discussions like my relationship with my dad is very surface level like we don't That's, this is deep we don't have it's very deep how surface level <laughs> relationship is no I mean just like that you know we're talking about like just words and words against words but now you're talking about like the assigning meaning because you haven't even thinking about the way we do humor like we can have dry humor which is derived from like, you know, like Jewish comedies versus then they like slapstick. You know what I mean? That's funny yeah. to them. Yeah. Or And then we didn't even talk about like, like ableism in language. Like right, there's so right. much to talk there, like, There's going to be more of these episodes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like I can't have like these like deeper, re- like these deeper conversations with my dad because he thinks that like anything that is like a critique or like um, wanting to like, go beyond surface levels is like complaining to him and wow. I I really think it has to be like some like childhood trauma where you know you have this early childhood during wartime where it's like right. your parents are really just concerned about survival so mm-hmm. if you as a child are like oh I don't like this blanket or like I don't like this yeah it's like Stop complaining about creature comforts. We're trying to survive Japanese occupation. So like, I think that's where a lot of his word association comes from. And I'm able to push back with my mom a little, um, like when it's just me and her, (laughs) like (laughs) I'm I'm, like way more able to like um, ask her to nuance things a little. Yeah. It's a a lot harder with my dad because I mean, he's a Taurus. So well, well, you you just had to say (laughs) that. I mean, the, a Taurus would agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Just so many layers. I hope we can continue this conversation about language barriers and hearing from our listeners. I do like that idea of us just talking about words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are <laughs> such a lit person. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we've shared a lot of like information about ourselves uh, about like language barriers. Um, So my question now is like, what have you learned about yourself um, and what have you learned about your collective experiences with the other co-hosts? I learned that Daniel has to talk to his therapist. (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) About inadequacy. Um, And let's, let's get to the root of that. Um, I mean, it's partly white supremacy. Yeah. Um, and that, like Jean, um, that I've got to reapproach learning Tagalog as an adult, like, without such negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, I mean, like, because, like, our parents do the best that they could. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, like, the gist of it, right? It's, like, right. I can say 
um, till you know till the um, Carabao comes home. <laughs> that my mom and dad did not force me to speak Tagalog, so it's their fault, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but really, they were worried about um, having to assimilate into yeah. American culture and making sure that their child with a, a French name Nicole would um, <laughs> fit in well and be a good little. Um, you know, what we call minority model minority. Yeah. So like, I get that. (laughs) So, and so like, I can take that energy and then like, go get drops. But I know that like, (laughs) especially during quarantine, like there are a lot of adults who are um, like more open to relearning Tagalog and Mm -hmm. like to teaching other Filipino adults. Um, and I know if like, if y'all are on Clubhouse, join the Baha'i Kubo folks, because they do have like, I want to say it's like Tagalog Thursdays, mm. um, where they have a room where they like brush up on their Tagalog. Nice. Also, one more thing. For mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you remember when Dr. Adrian DeLeon came to UNLV? Yes. And, and he said, like, what is the difference between a dialect and like a national language? Mm-hmm. because like um he has this really cool um like uh the way that he looks at like why is Tagalog the national language and not like Visayas right. or something else um and it's because like it's really like because of who who has the stronger army right so like are dialects really dialects or, or are they just like languages that didn't survive a war so they don't have like Mm. power to make it a national language wait daniel is like <laughs> mind blown bitch you should have went to that talk <laughs> um <laughs> before daniel adds to that i want to add to what nicole said we went to um one of the asian commission meetings and then when they were trying to construct the survey they wanted to just designate the line in distinguishing filipinos in our community by tagalog and Nicole and I raised the issue that there were other dialects Mm -hmm. existing in our county that were, that represented Filipinos and the diversity within Filipinos. And of course, you know, we were written off or whatever, but you know, we, we tried, (laughs) we tried a little bit. I mean, I think I just sat there and then Jean said stuff. (laughs) But your moral support mattered. (laughs) I'm there as your... Your boycet friend who doesn't stand during the, the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh my God. Uh, they're they're going to listen to this and um, hold they're gonna, us accountable. They're going to hold accountable for what? Right, right, right. For not posting these commission meetings in a, in a publicized platform. Oh! Um, Daniel, would you like to add to, <laughs> to what you've learned um, at this uh, wonderful hour we spent, we're spending together? Um, I've learned that kind of like what Nicole said, I have to go back to therapy. Um, nothing wrong with that because everyone needs it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I need to not only find the root of why I think I'm, um, why I think I'm inadequate, inadequate and why I'm so insecure about that. Um, so we're going to figure that out. Um, number two, kung gusto nyo mag-practice ng Tagalog, let's Mm -hmm. do it. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, Heather is gonna point to you what what biscuit is. Put that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, one thing that I was thinking about too, um, like for like the people that I that the uh, for the people who I talk to, and there is that language barrier. I also have to be like patient with them. Ooh, good there one. Is that like the language barrier isn't like one sided. Mm-hmm. you're talking to someone right so there's like a two like there's it's a two-way street and there's a there's a blockage on that street that you're both walking on um so I have to kind of like not necessarily put myself in their shoes but just to understand that like we're having problems communicating and we have to be patient with each other when we try to communicate with each other yeah I, I could listen to your epiphanies all day long you two like <laughs> Basically, you have to put your pa'a <laughs> in someone else's zapatos. On. <laughs> um, for, for me, you know, I learned 
there's so much that I've learned. I, I took some notes. Um, I like, I think that I've learned that, you know, it's more than words. Um, and that, that I wasn't born good. <laughs> I wasn't born just like this activist and, you know, like, Hey, you know, pro pro, you know, our community. Like I had my own, um, at a very young age, oppressive ways of dealing with people in my community and that um, there is room for growth and grace um, to kind of transform that and to connect. And um, yeah, you know, I, I'm glad that I now have, now have a new goal of learning it and actually holding a real conversation with my aging Lola. So um, um, I can actually, you know, connect with her in that level, counting down the days to do that we can travel again. So, so thankful we've had this and thank you for, you know, using the word deficiency, Nicole, in terms of like the way that I assign that to myself, you know, how like Daniel's assigned inadequacy to him. And I think that is also fueled by the way that people have treated us for us to adopt those notions about us. So, yeah. I only recall that because of Paulo Freire <laughs> um, and the pedagogy of the oppressed mm-hmm. and of like like turn like uh you know like just turning around stuff I, I don't yes. know I didn't read the whole thing turn around. <laughs> <laughs> first we had freaking Daniel over here with his Richard Marks <laughs> this is those and I swear like those two songs are like so popular yes they are karaoke songs you know they've been sung (sighs) all right so speaking of karaoke what are your recs for this week what are your recs oh (laughs) okay (laughs) my (laughs) my recs (laughs) um since it is still uh black history month black history year era forever Mm -hmm. um i wreck a local young black creative named tofu teas they're on instagram uh they're a las vegas um creative uh that has a bunch of like really dope anti-racist merch so like t-shirts that say um like racism is trash and um zines um, written by kids against racism so like they're hella dope um i'm also uh, recommending Miss Mini Life on Instagram and YouTube. I don't know if I've ever disclosed how much I love miniatures. Heather actually got me a miniature um, greenhouse kit for that. <gasps> yeah, I'm so excited. But I love miniatures. There's also a miniature Filipino cooking channel. Anyway, so let me go back. <laughs> Miss Mini Life, because um, is I don't see a lot of like non-white creatives, like, or maybe like my algorithms are so fucked up that like I'm not seeing them. I'm following these people right um, now. But yeah, Miss Mini Life is a miniaturist um, who recently uploaded a video of their diorama of George Washington Carver's laboratory. I am blown away. This is, I have goosebumps. This is um, wild. Yeah, because usually when you see like a miniature, like the hands are always like white or Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so- what a treat, what a treat. I'm always, um, like, I love seeing other Black creatives. Oh, I, I want to see more dioramas. Let's bring that back, everybody. Let's oh, make real. a meal. <laughs> and then my third, and I think I've recommended um, Charleston Smiles Dentistry before. <laughs> um, Dr. Wani Lee and her assistant, who's a total tita. Um, I love them so much. They make, like, I, like I've said before, I have so much anxiety around, like, teeth and going to the dentist um, that... Um, like even getting shot up is like, okay. Like it's, even though I did have a blood pressure of 195. Um, I hear you on that. Um, and it is always high before I go in, <laughs> but, um, they, like even when, when I go in for like major work, um, uh, my doctor does hook me up with the good, good so that I show wow. up high. Well, just one pill just for that. Hey, a good dentist is everything, man. Jane, Daniel. Oh, oh, I could go for, I could go next. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna copy Nicole in celebration of Black History Month. And I just like started doing this today um, or restarted doing it today. I listened to a, 
a jazz song, a big band song called Shiny Stockings by Count Basie. He's like, oh, like perfection. I love Count Basie's big band. Um, and like, bro, Black people have created so many good things and jazz is one of them. Listen, anything cool that exists (laughs) comes from Black folks. Yes. Yes. Anything cool. Um, (laughs) It was just like singing this melody. And I I played this song in like jazz band, like when I was in high school, but like I I was just singing this melody. I blasted it on um, like my speakers today. And I was dancing as if like I was in like the 1930s. I was just like, um, I was imagining that my boyfriend was here because he's currently out of town, but it's a really good song. It's called Shiny Stockings. Um, and I think there's a version of it where Ella Fitzgerald sings the lyrics. And of course, Ella Fitzgerald too is just like, oh, so beautiful. Um, secondly, um, this is such a good childhood throwback. Um, toast with butter. And mm. then um, and you put cinnamon sugar on there. That shit slaps. Thank it's- you for these snack hacks. I have been trying all your little snack hacks. <laughs> yes. Um, and then lastly, um, and this is kind of like, a, a, a call for help um <laughs> because one i'm desperate and two also like i just need i just need them um so for uh for y'all who are uh into pokemon whether you are six years old or 60 years old um i am i am here asking for your help because i am uh I, 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 I don't have a Torchic card or a Syndical card. And these Pokemon cards right now are being given by McDonald's if you buy a Happy Meal. Um, so if you have a Torchic or a Syndical, um, please let me know. So then that way- in the DMs. Uh, it all can work out some by, sort of exchange. <laughs> yes, and okay, I, and I'll tell you this, I have some doubles of certain things. So if you want, if you're looking for something and you have a double Torchic and Cynical, just let me know. We could uh, make an exchange. It's going to be legal. Um, nice. Yeah. Go Pokemon. <laughs> uh, oh, my- you, wait, I'm sorry. Levi's also put out a Pokemon line of clothing. Who? Levi's. What? what? They got those fucking overalls that that girl wears. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look this up too. Sorry. Oh. I have so many Wait. notes. Um, yeah, I'm my mine are some Instagrams to follow that I've just been like, you know, loving. Um, this one is at Tagalog with Kirby. Um, she goes by Joanna. Your Tagalog Ate. She she holds classes and stuff on her links. Follow her. It's at Tagalog with Kirby. Um, number two, I know that we've had K before, but at Survivor K Art, like um, <laughs> Survivor K Art uh, underscore Art. Um, Kay has just been really making some fire zines. Like she's done some pleasure zines in a, for our community. Um, what it's like to be biracial in our community. Like, get on it. Um, and her friend zine for Valentine's Day um, really hit me in the feels. Um, and then um, Legim Podcast at Legim Podcast. Um, they're new friends of mine, um, and she does true crime. Um, within our Filipino community because she saw there's a gap and that obviously there is violence against Filipinos within the Philippines I mean, that she covers. I I think, I think I started, did I, wait, did you? Follow- I, I started following them, but I don't know if I told you about them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I listened to, some, I got real nervous. I, I, I'm doing it sparingly. Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, like, do you ever, like remember how it, so in our house, we are watching a lot of forensic files and Dang, you're brave. Um, you know, like when they blur out stuff and I'm like, uh, bro, like on the Filipino news, they just like show shit. Yes, they do. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Or, like, Everything. In, the, in the newspaper. And so, so like that shit was always like really uh, traumatizing for me. If they I have was no trigger warnings whatsoever. to someone's house and oh, like there's a corpse on TV yes. that's been, that's decomposing. <laughs> yes just on tv i forgot about that but yes yes yet to all sorry um and that's why you know part of the desensitization of our elders <laughs> it's we'll say that for another episode um i want to thank you both for laying out the vulnerability on you know a very touchy but important subject um any last words before we log off today 
Feel your feelings. It's Pisces season. It is. Also, um, gotta catch them all, all the feelings. <laughs> and so this is Jean. This is Nicole. And this is Daniel. And uh, we are a podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Through miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs>